0: I'm back. I can't quite call it home because once I'm done with a place, I'm done with it. (laughs) But I'm back temporarily to the place that I lived in for a while. And I promised you all last week that I would let you know how it feels. (laughs) And I can't say it feels all that good. So what I want to talk about today is what happens when we've done... We've created big change in our lives, whether it's internally and or externally. A lot of the times when I'm working with people, they're doing all of this inner work, they're growing and evolving, and either they find themselves going back home to their parents, their family, their old friends, and it's really challenging for them because their old self gets triggered. Or they're doing the internal work and their current friends they're not resonating with as much. There's a greater disparity. And it's really challenging for people. And this is actually one of the reasons why a lot of people struggle or don't do the inner work. They don't change. They don't heal because of the dynamic to their familiar environment, what that might threaten It's a really interesting and sometimes painful process, and I've seen it many times. It's very common, and I'm having my own kind of version of that in the experience that I'm having, so I want to dive into that today, and we'll see what else comes through along with it. (laughs) Let's dive in. This is Corinne Bloom, and you're listening to Raw Conversations. It's a very odd experience to be back in a place where, um, yeah, I was really planning on leaving. And it's just a stopgap. It's just coming back to decompress a little bit, collect some things. I have my daughter's birthday and she wanted to be here with her friends. And then it's moving on for the second leg of the adventure. (laughs) Um, And I'm not in my old house, which I'm grateful for. So I'm kind of in a familiar place, but not completely familiar because it's slightly different. And and that I think is a good thing because it offers a slightly different angle um, in the way that I can perceive the area. There are some shifts that are actually good, but it still feels very strange. And the body never, ever lies. It doesn't. So I had a friend that um, I saw yesterday. They were saying, how was it as you came around and you could see like the, the mountain and you know, you could see this because you kind of come around a bend and all of a sudden you see, you see the area from the distance. And he was saying that when him and his wife come back, um, from London, for example, after a week of busy London, you know, urban jungle, they they come around that bend and they're like, ah, oh, yes, they feel so good. And he's like, how did you feel? And I said, I gotta let you know, didn't feel good. <laughs> Came around that corner and my belly felt tense, my solar plexus gripped. And um, I, I felt this inner voice that's like, no, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? You You can't be coming back here. And This is why doing the work where you go into your body, into the cellular memory, into the emotions and the feelings that are stored in your body and in your cellular memory is so important because your mind can kind of, my mind can logically say, I'm only here for a month or so. It's temporary. I'm just passing through. It doesn't have to be like before. I'm not going back to how it was before. It, you know, my mind can logically try to reason. The body does not forget. The body remembers very quickly. That's why we're very, like, um, smell especially really ignites our memory. I'm sure you have all had some kind of experience where you're like, wow, that smells like my grandmother's kitchen when I was six years old. <laughs> you know, I, rem- I still remember the smell of my grandparents' um, basement where they did laundry. I will remember the laundry soap for the rest of my life. So we're very sensorial creatures and, and we, it's sad that in our culture and civilization we bypass the body and we deify the mind and actually this is why for me staying in the analysis of your story can give you only really an understanding it cannot create healing because the trauma, the experience happened in your body and so if that's where it happened, that's where you have to go to heal it. So my body was like, ooh, I remember this place. I don't like it. I remember how I felt and I really don't want to feel like that again. What are you doing bringing me back here? And so there is a process of just being with it, breathing into it, allowing it. I, you know, I don't want to shut it up or shut it down. There is this kind of like, I hear you. I, I get that you're scared. You know, I get that you don't want to feel the pain and the whatever it was that was in the experience. I, I get that you don't want to feel that again. and So it requires a lot of compassion and love and patience and, you know, gently saying, it's okay. It's going to be okay. I'm here. It's not going to be like before. Um, this is why a lot of people have fear, often unconscious, of going into a relationship. They want relationship, but they are also equally afraid of relationship and so they keep relationship away or they they, there's all sorts of kind of what we would almost look as self-sabotaging kind of mechanisms but actually it's a form of protection. If you learned when you were younger or from previous relationships but it tends to go back to childhood that there was something about relationship that either wasn't safe or not available or you were rejected or abandoned or not good enough or not loved or whatever we have the coping mechanisms that will actually keep us from being in relationship because relationship was painful. That dynamic of attachment or lack thereof was painful. And so we're very clever in going, okay, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to put myself in that position again. But then of course, unfortunately, it's also keeping us from what we really want. And so working with individuals around that, it's really getting to the core of where that initial wounding took place and, you know, providing ourselves with what we needed and then taking care of ourselves and becoming the inner parent and showing ourselves that it's okay and this is what it feels like to feel safe being attached, feel safe being in love, feel safe being in relationship and ultimately, of course, it comes down to do I feel safe within myself? So that's a bit of a tangent, but I want to put it in the context of... um, you know, I work a lot with clients that are wanting to be in relationships, so I think it's it's a really good example. So, yeah, I'm I'm sitting here having to kind of really soothe, self soothe, my my body, my emotional body and being. And uh, you know, it's not easy because I I felt so amazing when I was in Mexico and. I really did regret coming back earlier, and I have to say the positive side is being back in Europe is quite good for the nervous system, because Mexico is edgy. you know, I heard like yet another story on the plane ride back, where when it goes bad, it goes really bad there, um, but also, you know, a lot of the times it's fine, It's just it's just one of those places where it really has a shadow side, so my nervous system feels good being back, but my spirit doesn't. And I so wanted to bring that joy back, the embodiment of that, but I immediately just felt tense. I can feel my body is tense and even seeing friends and seeing my mom, it was just like it reminded me of, of the past and, and we are such creatures of habit. And when we go into, again, like what I was saying in the beginning, when we've done this big internal and maybe even external change, and then we go back into an old familiar, it's confronting because we're not just out in the new place as our new self and like, woo, we can just go on that, we can ride that wave. We're all of a sudden the new self, but looking almost in the reflection of our old self, you know, the environment that reminds us of who we once were or what the experience was once like. And that's why a lot of people, when they go home and visit their parents, it's like they revert back to being a child or an adolescent or just the old, um, the old ways of being. And it takes so much awareness and effort. It really takes conscious effort to go, you know what, I'm gonna show up differently. I'm gonna perceive this differently. I'm going to be in it in a different way. But it's very, it's hard because it can go against the grain of what we've been used to for sometimes decades, Um, if it's going back to your family home, as an example. But even for me, I was here for many, many, many years. And so it is, um, it's not to say that it was all terrible. Of course, that's not true. Life was never black and white. But the last several years the last three four years yeah we're not we're not happy days (laughs) and also the world was undergoing such a massive shift so my body remembers that and um you know I wanted to come back with that spark and it really quickly was obvious like, oh this is gonna be hard because it immediately just um yeah, the tension, the restriction, my body was like, ooh, you know, and, and in that space, it's really hard to be free. That's why they say if you're in survival mode, it's really hard to heal if you're in an environment that where you have to constantly be Uh, in survival mode it's not even just it's hard to heal yes that's true but it's even hard to be creative and to think in new ways which is what is required to heal we have to think and perceive things in new ways but if we're constantly our survival instinct is constantly being triggered it's bloody hard you can't have a good time if you're afraid that you're going to die right like if we look at it from the ego or whatever instinctual self if you feel that there's the metaphoric you know bear that's chasing you, um, you're not going to come up with a lot of creative solutions and be able to perceive things in a different way. So it's really confronting. Like, I just want to say that if you're in the midst of this process of doing the inner work and you're having a hard time relating to your friends or to your environment or to your family, you're so not alone. That is really, really normal. And like I said in the beginning, that's where a lot of people stop or some people don't even begin. There was somebody in my life that I just knew, I intuitively knew that they were too scared to do the work because of what they might lose of, of the familiarity that was their safety. But the thing is that's still coming from a survival, a point of survival of this feels safe because I know it and so I'm going to cling on to it. And yet I could see they're not happy, at least from my, where I was standing. And this is where I believe if you choose your true self, If you choose your authentic self and you are fully committed and dedicated to becoming, really coming back home to who you truly are, that is what gives us freedom, peace, and ultimately happiness. That's what we've always been seeking is I feel free within myself. I feel at home and therefore at peace and therefore happy within myself. Then yes, you might lose some things along the way. Or some things might change and feel different. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to lose them or live without them. But are they going to be different? Yes, because you're different. But if you're choosing you and you're coming closer to who you truly are, how can it not be better? Right? Like how can it not be better? Because it'll be more genuine. It'll be more authentic. You'll be more you. And that can only produce good things. It might mean that you lose some friends. It might mean that some of the dynamics or relationships with your current friends need to evolve and some will go along the journey with you and some won't and that's okay. Other people, new friends will come in. You know, sometimes in partnerships, people separate because one is growing and the other isn't and that, you know, that is a process of grief and death and letting go but sometimes that's that's necessary and that's okay. With family, it's sometimes more complicated because they're a blood family. But even there, there's a process. And there's also a beautiful journey of like accepting, you know. Okay, I accept them for who they are. They're my parents. I love them. They might not ever change. But I can change the way I perceive them. I can change the way I show up. I can change the patterns and the habits and, you know, the old ways of being. Again, it takes a high level of self-awareness and consciousness. It takes a lot of effort. But my strong belief is just that if you are staying true to yourself, if you are choosing your true self, not your beliefs, your habits, your neuroses, whatever you want to call it, you will be walking a path where you will feel more liberated, even if it's harder in the beginning. So taking a deep breath. The process is not easy. I'm not going to lie to you. Like right now, I'm struggling. Right now, I, you know, my being was really scared coming back because I'm like, I don't want to go back to my former self. And it's not that there was anything wrong with my former self, but, you know, I think I had mentioned this, that when I left and I was in Mexico, I was completely re-enlivened and resuscitated. That's what I used, was that word. I felt like my spirit was resuscitated. And it wasn't that it changed me, it brought me back to who I truly am. And I was like, oh, wow, yes, I am a happy person. (laughs) I am full of playfulness and curiosity and adventure and courage and joy. It was just that my environment was really depressing me. It was pressing down my spirit and was making me very sad. So of course, I don't want to go back to that. And it's not that that was bad, but it was just like, why would you go back to an abusive relationship? And I'm not saying that the place I was living was abusive, but it, it, it certainly didn't feel good. So we tend to like to move forwards and not backwards, even though ironically, we attach our, our stories are all attached to the past, all in, in the backwards of our life, <laughs> just to use that word for context. Um, Yeah, it's hard to come up into the present moment and say, okay, I'm going to let go of that. But that's actually what we need to do. So right now, and again, you can relate this to relationship. I need to tell myself, I don't need to attach to the story of the past. I don't need to replicate the story of the past. I can make it different. Now I can tell my being is like, yeah, but Corinne, you're not happy being here. This is not your environment. And so this is, it's tricky for me. I'm figuring out, well, is it so good for me to be here? I'm kind of stuck here because of my daughter's birthday, but maybe between now and then I i will go somewhere else. I'm just trying to really tune in and trust and not freak the flip out, if I'm really honest. But But again, trusting this is part of the journey. So what if I were to radically trust every step? And what if I were... Uh, to remain open to seeing the synchronicities, to listening to what is the next right step. And whilst I'm here, my challenge, the path of mastery is don't resist. Don't resist. You know, I had a moment where I got emotional earlier, just like, oh, my God, it's all coming back. I couldn't get into my suitcase because those bloody locks that just shouldn't even, they shouldn't even have them on the suitcase. It just changes its code on its own. And so you can't open it. And so I was trying to figure out how to open it. And it just triggered that like, wow, nothing works here, because that was my story. Nothing works here. And I'm constantly in struggle and in frustration and in sadness and you know, I got to keep a check on that. of like, ooh, don't go back into that story, Corinne. It's a story. Like, yes, in this moment, am I frustrated? Yes, but keep it to the present moment. Don't attach it to the story. The story creates greater suffering. Stay in the present moment. Be vulnerable with the feelings and emotions. Let it move through you. Come back to the self-soothing and then just be here now. And then the creativity can come in like, okay, what's the best next step? always what's the right next step, not the next 10 steps, but the next right step, just one. For me today, it's like, okay, do your podcast. (laughs) Go take a walk, put your face in the sunshine, if you can. You know, one step by step by step, but what I do know is absolutely necessary in this process is to not self-abandon. And when we go into story, In a way, we're self-abandoning because we're not staying with the present moment experience. We're not staying with the vulnerability. We're not staying with the emotions and the feelings. We're getting caught up in the story, which actually creates more emotions and feelings and fears and anxieties, but it's actually not based on the present moments, based on the past. So it's a real art and skill to just stay here now. Yeah, right now might be uncomfortable, but let the story go and confront what you're facing just as it is and then the next step is don't project the worst case scenario into the future oh my god it's always going to be like this I'm going to be stuck or I'm going to always have this dynamic with my parents or it's never going to change or I'm never going to be in a relationship because of this not and, and the other or you know I'm, I'm going to be lonely and abandoned because I'm not going to have any friends because I can't relate to them now that's the projection of the future which is anxiety the fear of the future So again, come back here now. Be with the feelings without the story. And when I sit with it right now and I'm sharing with you, how does my body feel? Because this is what I would invite you to do in your process. It feels uncomfortable. There's a part of me that wants to cry. There's a kind of tremoring a little bit in my chest, a little bit in my throat. There's a little bit of an uneasiness. And yet simultaneously, because I'm sitting here and I'm listening to it, and I'm being with it, there's relief. Because my body doesn't have to be alone. My emotional body doesn't have to be alone. My inner child, most especially, doesn't have to be alone. Because I'm saying... By tuning in, I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to the inner child, hey, I'm here. You're not alone. I'm listening to you. I'm feeling into you. I'm f- experiencing your experience with you so you don't have to feel it alone. And so when I do that, it's like, okay, it's okay. I might not like it. I might not like my situation. But in this moment, when I'm sitting here, and you know, I can even put my hand, my arm around me as if I'm kind of hugging myself I can create comfort I can create safety I can give love to myself and so for this moment on a physical and emotional and energetic level I can feel okay that brings our nervous system back to just right we can go into that more relaxed state of being into um oh my god what is the word (laughs) I can't remember the technical word for it but we're allowing our brain to come out of survival mode and just come into like, it's okay, I'm not running, I'm not being chased by the tiger, the lion, the bear, and I can just come back into groundedness, into being. And again, from that point, that's when we can find creative solutions and we can come up with ideas or if you're with your parents or with your friends and they're triggering something in you, if you can bring yourself to kind of base again to zero again to neutrality again then it's like okay what choices can i make from a conscious place i'm not triggered i'm not in survival mode what choices can i make as to how i'm going to communicate or what do i need to do for myself in this moment maybe i need to go and leave the environment and take a walk or i need to go into my room and just take some space for myself or i need to excuse myself from the table or whatever it is We can take the mature adult steps to make a choice that is around how do I take care of myself and fulfill my needs in this moment in a kind, respectful way, right? It's not about dissing other people. (laughs) So these are all really important things to learn, but we only learn them in the present moment. That's why in sessions, we'll we'll review things, we'll look at things, we'll look at like, well, what are you perceiving about that? What are you learning about that? How could you do it differently? But actually, just like you meditate on the cushion, that's, that's not what meditation is about. It's not so that you can sit on the cushion for an hour and then two hours and then five hours and then two days and become some enlightened monk you know, unless you choose to go do that, that's one thing. But the reason why you sit on the cushion is so that you can put it into action, which is most especially when you're in relationship to other human beings, or when you're out in the world, and you're being, you know, you're encountering the things that come up in your daily life, whether it's a, you know, bad drivers on the road, or your boss at work, or whatever it is, that's what the meditation is for. It's not so you can like, tell everyone how long you sit on the cushion it's so that you can be present self-aware mindful conscious in the moment as shit is hard and challenging and scary and frustrating that you can be there for yourself with yourself without abandoning or rejecting or neglecting yourself that's why you do the work so that in the present moment you're there you've got your back You're loving yourself, you're accepting yourself, you're holding yourself by the hand and you're walking yourself through life. Never leaving home, which is your internal home, which is your heart, which is your true self and your essence of your higher self. Does that make sense? I hope so. So... Yeah, I'm not going to say that it's always going to be easy. Sometimes we're in flow and sometimes it's hard. Like today for me, it feels really hard. I'm in a state of tension and I have to remind myself again and again, okay, at least just breathe in this moment so it can soften. And then it might tense up again. And then breathe in this moment so it can soften. But the most important aim for me for today is to not abandon myself in the process to not resist it, to not fight against it, to not go into the story of it, just be. And it might be a day where I have to be really gentle. I might walk around and go, ooh, I don't want to be here, and go, okay, what does that feel like? That feels kind of shitty, makes me kind of sad. And then I can see how I might go into the story of what that could mean, and then I have to bring it back to reality of like, Corinne, it's just like four weeks, five weeks. It's not the end, Right? prepare let me do the research for the next leg like I'm my creative solutions and thinking can come in but if I go and it's going to be like this forever then that's just doomsday thinking but a lot of us do that we all do that to a certain degree no matter what context you're you're using this within whether it's work or relationship or family stuff or personal self-purpose stuff whatever it is so I hope that's been helpful to just share a little bit and and you know maybe that can help reflect in your process. But it's always it's always about just simplifying and coming back towards yourself and allowing for the experience that you're having to be here without judgment, without story, without needing to even change it. Just be with it. It will naturally change when it's ready to. It will naturally shift into a different state. And I remind myself and all of you find the moments of gratitude especially when things are hard find the moments of gratitude so this morning i woke up really early and i looked out the window i opened the window a little bit and all of a sudden i could hear the bird song and i'm like oh that's beautiful that's beautiful or i had a moment where the the house that i'm staying in doesn't really get any sunlight but there's one little tiny corner in the morning where i can just stick my face in it and I was like oh i'm grateful for that for the warmth on my skin for the rays coming through my eyelids and, you know, balancing out my hormones and giving me all sorts of goodness. I'm grateful for hugging my daughter. I'm grateful for having a nice cup of tea. I'm grateful that even though this feels hard, there's still possibility and opportunity and infinite, infiniteness of this experience. So even as I feel tense, I don't want to contract myself so much that I make myself small and I believe that nothing is possible because still everything is possible. We just have to stay open. That's an art. Stay open. Stay receptive. Soften. Soften. Is there pain? Soften into it. Is there heartbreak? Soften into it. Allow it to open you. Not so that you become a doormat, but our natural state is open. Our heart is at its strongest when it's open we think it's strong because we feel safe when we're armored and it's shut down but that's hugely painful for the heart so to walk through life having gone through battles sometimes and having those scars to show for it but to keep on moving forward and being open and receptive and vulnerable and open-hearted that is a true warrior of light that is a true warrior of love Don't let life and struggle and pain and suffering shut you down and make you small. That is not your true essence. Your true essence is big and vast and infinite and beautifully loving and compassionate. We need to remember to keep our chests open and our arms outspread like wings. We don't want to cocoon. (laughs) Sometimes that's necessary to go into the cocoon and process, but then comes out the butterfly, right? Right? let yourself fly. But when you learn how to be there for yourself, you will learn to fly and feel safe doing that. It won't feel like you're free falling, right? You're not going to crash all of a sudden. So I'll leave it at that. I feel like there's so much more I could speak to. I do want to talk about decisions next week, I think, if I can remember, because that's another interesting creature. (laughs) Life is full of decisions. We're often wondering if we're making right or wrong or all of these things. I've talked a little bit about it in the past, but evolving on from that. So for today, I will leave it at that. As always, take it or leave it as feels right for you and loving you from afar. You've been listening to Raw Conversations with Corinne Bloom. Thanks so much for showing up, listening in and being a part of the conversation with me.